Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week, my friend? Ryan, this week I am introducing a bold new idea, a top five list. Nobody's doing that. How about that? And I've got three more things that make me say, what the fuck? WTF, brother. Ryan, what about you? This week I discuss whether or not famous people actually die in threes. And... We discuss Prince Andrew in the royal family jewels as we try to remember the better times. Oh, the carnival, Tyler. The carnival. Do you remember the local neighborhood carnival, Tyler? You mean that? hepatitis filled death trap that's the one yeah that's the one. Oh, i remember it now so you're i'm just reading your body language i'm reading your face you didn't like the carnival tyler oh no this is just my negative body language ah, that i wear real closed but, off no i didn't like the carnival Why not? I, I, because it, first of all the food was god awful what? oh my god i am so sick and tired of people talking about elephant ears as what? if they're oh my god that was my go-to it's fried i know you were about to, oh, to, to light it up with that powdered sugar tyler on fried dough kids what the cocaine. fuck are we doing <laughs> that's actually true. kids cocaine like scarface in this mother bleeper it's getting them ready for future you don't like a corn dog no. Wow. No. You are a heathen. Oh, disgusting. Every, okay, I'm going to slow you down because you're just pooping on everybody's childhood. <laughs> you didn't like. Now, before we get into the rise, before we get into the food, I'm just talking about the overall vibe. There's a general form of lawlessness at a carnival. Yeah. It's kids that aren't old enough to be let out on their own are brought to this pen just really filled with child molesters and murderers. That's really. what I'm saying. Yeah, it's there's, weird. There's hay uh, laid out <laughs> everywhere as if we're cattle. Let's well, hide a body if you need to real quick. Okay, I'm back in. It, it, there's a Lord of the of the Flies kind of vibe to it where there's these little gangs of kids roving about and you don't want to accidentally get caught behind the swinging pirate ship because you might get shivved. You know what yeah, I mean? And you reference Lord of the Flies and yet nobody has the conk. It is free for all. It is anybody can do whatever they want at any time. And I don't need that kind of lawlessness in my life. Who's got their hand on my conk? Now, here's the thing. Okay, you've already addressed the food. I'm going to disagree with you there. I, I like that it is this, uh, we got fried Oreos and fried sticks of butter. That's a real thing, right? A, a fried stick of butter? In Ohio, yes. And that you is don't sure. like that? Absolutely not. I have never it, heard anything more shocking. And this carnival person has been sweating into this food for yeah. the last three days. Yeah. It's a touch of love, Tyler. And hepatitis B. A through Z. And also you get the bonus adrenaline boost of getting on a machine that is risking your life that was put together 72 hours ago by a man who was on methamphetamine. Lots of methamphetamine. I mean, that is a beautiful thing. Where do you get that symmetry of life? That's how you know that you're alive, by living on the edge. Am I crazy to think about that? Yes. And I, oh. and, and even more so, forget, <laughs> well, forget the fact that these death traps are considered enjoyable devices for sure. children. sure. The fact that I could die at any time, I now have to sit in this thing. What's the the gravitron? 
that now that's the go-to, that, right? That now is going to put all the blood in my body into my head yeah. while I just lie down on the seat that was just vomited on. Why am I doing this? Sure, a little bit of foreshadowing there. I will tell you, we had just discussed recently. I had gone to Tampa. I had gone to the amusement park. What's it called? I don't know. Bush Gardens. Ah, there you go. And I had gone on roller coasters, and I had told everybody secretly because I didn't want my my girlfriend to find out. I am old, and that shit hurts me. Yes. Okay. The idea of going on the gravitron at this point in my life just kill me. Just kill me because I'm gonna die anyway. It's gonna smush my bones into my back, and I'm gonna die. I might as well just save myself the trouble. You know what I mean? And to the person, eh, let's be honest. To the man that always, anytime I'm in a Gravitron, has to show everybody how cool he is by going upside down. Oh. Congratulations. You figured out centrifugal <laughs> force. Woo! Who has two thumbs and their skeletons coming out of their skin? This guy. <laughs> Through his feet. Yeah. Because he's upside down. All of these stories are leading to this. My son went to a carnival last night. Oh, that's right. Up here yeah. in Broward. Yeah. I try not to do stories on the cold open, okay? Because for whatever reason, I think of this as a little stand-up situation. Nonetheless, he is there with women and his best buddy, uh, and they're there, and they're standing in line at the Gravitron, and they're waiting. He's spitting a little bit of game. Is he on a date, or is he trying to get on a date? It's one of those group things gotcha. where, where they're all going and hanging out. Uh, I recommend it. Take a little bit of pressure off you. Absolutely, you know I mean? and then when nobody's looking, you single them out. You put them off to the side, you sure, corner them sure. and make sure they can't go anywhere until they accept your demands. Well, and that's why I mean invitation. That's why he went with his his buddy. They have this whole thing worked out. It's almost like a a group of dolphin out there, you gotcha, know what I mean? Gotcha. So, as he's standing there, spitting a little bit of game, foreshadowing again, he feels something a little wet on his shoulder. To make a long story short, somebody had thrown up on the gravitron and had splashed across all five of them. That Tyler. is what I'm talking that is the about. Deal. And that is how you know that you're alive when it comes to keeping it chunky. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are those guys you hate. Salutations, my Haitians, and welcome to the show that discusses depression in a fun way. To my left, the formidable Mr. Tyler Menendez. Tyler! Ha oh, look at those pit stains. Good on you. I'm stretching. Hold on. Ugh. Wow, bro. I'm I really sweaty, hope man. you put that on the, on, on the tube of Eunice. I'm sweaty when I come in here like this. I'm sweaty when I come in here, too. Tyler... How you feeling this week, dude? It's great to see you. We are shook up like a can of soda in a prank from an 80s movie. I, I'm not in the right mindset to be doing this, but this is our charge. This is what we do. I'm feeling perfectly Fuck fine. Fuck you, I Tyler. don't know what he's talking about. There's another edit for the video. Sorry about that. I didn't mean it. <laughs> no, I, you're I, not. I'm hateful. The apology or the fuck you? I'm hateful. <laughs> now, I let me ask you, because even on the pregame, I kind of alluded to how I'm always just trying to understand. I know who we are. We uh, have been doing this back and forth for years before we started a podcast. But I'm using this a lot almost as a psychological peek into my own psyche. That's your life. Now, let me ask you something. Why do I always like to get real close to the third rail? Why? You, you know, something that we talk about all the time on the show, and I know it's going to eventually get me in trouble, is why do I always want to talk about race? 
because you know it's a hot button issue. It and, is, and and it gets a reaction from people, and usually it's a dis um, an uncomfortable reaction. And the fact of the matter is, I think very rarely will I compliment the two of us here on the show. I think that you and I are intelligent enough, and even more important than that, I think our hearts are in the right places to talk on some of these things because you and I aspire to come from a loving place. We screw up all the time, but what we want is to be fair to people who don't look like us and who do look like us. Is that is that fair to say? Absolutely. Okay, so with all of that being said, with warnings being placed at the very beginning, oh boy. I need to ask you, oh boy. Is this racist, Tyler? Oh boy. Is this racist because I don't know is this hateful? Is this a funny observation? I'm not sure. I want to get ahead of the curb and just say yes, it's definitely racist. You shouldn't say that. Did you say ahead of the curb? Curve. Sorry. <laughs> you, Damn it. Oh man, you I'm, are. I'm bad at idioms. You are such. You are an idiom, yeah. Tyler. Oh, hateful. Yeah, hateful. And I'm sorry about that. Is this racist, Tyler? I feel like I can tell just by looking at this type of person. Okay, I'm saying that I can read a book by its cover. Right there. Is that dangerous? Yes. Okay, that's not good. Yes. I, I can tell by your tone. We're off to a bad start. I can tell by your volume that you're now worried about what's going to happen. Because I want people to realize how meek and, and hopeless <laughs> I feel in this moment. Please, don't take me with him. I'm I, on your side. I don't know where this is going. I feel like if you gave me a group of people, I could pick out, based solely on look alone, the white guys that only like Asian women. Is that fair? Now, 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 I know that sounds shocking at first, but I think that there is a look to white guys that specifically like Asian women. And uh, I know this isn't going to make sense to anybody else. Alaska. I think of Alaska. Now, he doesn't. He's not married to an Asian woman. Mm -hmm. I'm just using him. There's that look. Am I, is that racist to say? Not the state. A friend of ours no. who is nicknamed Alaska. No, 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 no. Forgive me for being so confusing. All of Alaska... <laughs> <laughs> Love those Asians. Um, I, I, to specifically, because I thought you were talking about white guys who are attracted to Asians, but you're talking about white guys specifically who only go for Asians. Sure, sure. And I, I, I didn't know that they had a specific look now. I, and, and you're learning it now. So obviously you already know my super, my superhero powers are, I can identify any voice in an animated movie. Mm-hmm. I can reach my hand into the dryer and pull out exactly what I'm looking for. Getting less impressive <laughs> as we go. And I can find white guys that like Asian women. And that's it. And that is how the League of Justice was formed. Isn't that the beginning, Tyler? I'm like three superheroes in one. I, uh, yeah. Now, I, I don't understand how you got so lucky to get three superpowers. I'm just a lucky guy, and I was bit by that radioactive Asian woman, Tyler. <laughs> Now, something that I think is a glaring omission from this week's show, I was shocked when I asked you, Tyler, you got a death day coming up this week? Mm -hmm. And you said, nine. Because you're a bitch. Why? Because somebody very notable died this week, and I was shocked. Now, before we get into it, I want to know, why do you think people have such a desire to be the person that reports to you that somebody died? What, what sort of chemical uh, reward does that give us? Why do people want to do that? I don't think it's specific to giving that news. I think that it's specific to delivering any, any news yeah, like gossip that, that or, is heavy. Sure. You want to be the one to deliver this powerful news because you get a reaction out of somebody. And it's, it, it is a certain high being the news deliverer. And it is very strange. 
and it expressed itself to me this week with Bob Saget. A lot of people. Bob Saget died. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I wish I could remember the song. I'd sing it for you right now. Mr. Tanner. Yes. And one of my friends sent me a picture of the full house house with room for rent on the the front. And it was very tasteless. Passive aggressive, Anthony. But so many people reached out to me about Bob Saget this week because I think he represented a part of people's childhood with with Full House and all of that stuff. I never got into Full House when I was a kid, but I knew who he was and the, and who I thought he was, the type of humor at least. And then mm-hmm. I saw one of his stand-ups and it's literally the opposite. I think that's what made him so popular on the second go-round is how blue he worked yeah. when everybody knew him as Danny Tanner. Mm-hmm. And, and really what made this stand out to me was... Nicole, who's from Venezuela, she doesn't know a lot of pop culture. She sent me two successive texts where I did not respond in between. It said, who's Bob Saget? He's dead. (laughs) And and, and so it wasn't even, I don't even know who this guy is, but I need you to know that I know. I was going to say. He dead, dog. You know when somebody important has died, even though you don't know who they are, simply because of the reaction by everybody. Well, you feel the cultural significance of it because of the way that people speak about it. And also, on an entirely different note, what is it about stand-up comedians where when you hear this about Bob Saget, like you said, he's going back on tour, he's doing stand-up again, you immediately think that it's some deep, dark place. Like, my, my first thought was, without any information, and it's totally irresponsible, drugs. Like, this guy is a deep, dark person, and it caught up to him. That's what I believe as well, because he was on tour when it happened. And I think it's the same thing that we saw with Avicii. I think there's a lot of examples out there where touring is very dark in a lot of ways. You're always on the move. You're always, you never know really where you are. NFL players run into, or, or um, uh, basketball players run sure. into this, where you just, you forget where you are because yep. you're always on the move. Well, I was in a band for a long time as chronicled on this show. And I look back on being out in a van for a month now as being one of the best experiences of my life. But at that time, there were some really dark moments because you have no privacy whatever the the case is bob saget that's a bummer man we're getting old fast and it doesn't make me happy let's talk about it in the depression index Mm. No one can What the Depression Index is, is a machine that I built with my hands and Bob Saget. And we crank it up to let you know how down we are. I'm totally kidding. Bob Saget, I'm I'm sorry to hear that, man. That was a that, that was a big part of my childhood. Uh, Full House was huge when I was a kid. And I was in love with Jody Sweet. Yeah, how about that? Now the Olsen twins are old, Tyler. What the F? And I'm more of a fan of the third sister anyway. I I would say most people are at this point. Tyler, very quickly, did you take your pills this week? Ryan, two weeks in a row, because I don't think we did this last week, two weeks in a row, all seven days. Wow, Tyler. I am on a 14-day streak. Suck it. All right, Tyler. Mental health, suck it. (laughs) My own demons can suck my dick. Tyler, you get the, that is a great job. Thank you. The reason we do this is if you're taking psychotropic drugs, stay constant. That's how they work. You get this, bro. Bask in it. Hold on. Don't move. And finally, the cherry on the sundae. Oh, yes. Oh, we hit it a third time. You are a Greek god. And please, if you're on medication, take your medication because... Nobody wants to deal with your crazy ass when you're off. Even when you're on it, you're a pain in the ass, but we can do it. You know what I mean? And we love you, but you make it tough. Now, Ryan, for my theme for session 103, it is mediocrity. This word has somehow become an insult 
in today's society. To admit to being mediocre or just okay at anything is looked down on, would you agree? I do believe that we come from a generation where everybody is special, which really means nobody's special, but nonetheless. Exactly. Yep. Even how we present ourselves to the world, social media is so often done through filters and getting just the right angle. Wait a minute, do you not actually look like a dog? I'm confused. <laughs> <laughs> how many selfies and subsequent deletions of those selfies do you do a day until you get just the right one. Ryan, how many selfies do you take a day over under 100? I have never taken a selfie that I've looked at and been like, I look good there. So I don't ever take selfies. And you know what I think is interesting about this? Where everybody is so obsessed with being extraordinary, I think when you can't follow up on that, which happens very often. Very often. I think that's why you're seeing so many of these people striking out. If I'm not gonna be special at being great, I'm gonna be special at being terrible. I think that's why you're seeing school shooters. I think that's why you're, why you're seeing some of this big behavior because people want to stand out for something, even if it's something terrible. Yeah, if I can't be famous, I'll be infamous. infamous. Very good, yeah. yeah. So how often do you see somebody put up a video online of them missing the shot or getting the answer wrong? Of them sincerely messing up? I would say very rarely. Please don't get it twisted. I'm certainly not saying that if you want to strive to be the best at something, you shouldn't. I'm saying that we should also acknowledge that mediocrity is ubiquitous and we are all mediocre at almost everything we do. I say it's time to start celebrating the mediocrity in our lives. I love to play golf with my friends, Ryan. I'm mediocre at golf and that is me being generous. And that's okay. More like mediocre, am I right? M-E-A-T, and that's okay. I enjoy it, and that's what matters. Heard that? Ryan, this week, I am at a numero tres. Spin that wheel, brother. One, two, three. Oh, three. Holy crap, bro. It's like I don't even recognize you anymore. That might be my lowest. I hate it when you're happy. Yeah. Tyler, get up. Um, I just have a general idea right now. I don't have a soliloquy. I just want to wander off into an idea. Wait, yes, and and before continue. we do, can I just get your take on what it is that I said on mediocrity and, and overall, if is not what almost everything we do in our lives done in a mediocre way? Yeah, I guess if you are applying those kind of constraints to yourself, that is definitely worth looking at. Uh, only doing things that you're great at really limits probably your enjoyment in life. I went out bowling with a bunch of my friends last night. I suck. <laughs> I suck. They're and that's there. okay. They're out there spinning the ball oh, and shit. You got to spin the ball. Yeah, but who can crush a pitcher faster, bitch? <laughs> All right, Tyler, this week I am talking about something that I haven't even totally formed into an idea yet because I'm kind of in the middle of what it's going to end up meaning. You know what I mean? A lot of times for this change in your life, you're getting in a boat and you're sailing away from shore, not knowing what's on the other side. You know what I mean? So what I'm talking about this week is for me to change the relationships in my life. I am now, I have healthier relationships in my life than I've ever had. I'm even including ours because it's more two way. It's not all one way. For me to change my romantic relationships, I've needed to change my relationship with sex, Tyler. At some point in my life, my relationship with sex, I don't, I guess I would just say was unhealthy. The way that I thought about it, what it represented to me, I think diverged somewhere. What's your take on that? Well, I think sex is a very easy thing to make 
uh, the wrong kind of connections with in our lives. It's such a, a sought after thing in society. Like you, you're, you're the man if you go and get sex. So I think it's very, very easy. And a lot of people do uh, get it twisted, their views on sex and make Absolutely. Some, some very unhealthy assumptions. And I also believe that there was a time where it was my only way to express vulnerability with someone. I, that thing where people say you're equating sex for love, I think that for me, that was such a strong connection where I really wasn't feeling love for people, so that's what I had. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it was the deepest of all of my addictions. As a matter of fact, a lot of my addictions funneled into the sex thing because it was the only way that I was connecting with people. It was the only time that I didn't feel alone. Sure. You know what I mean? Best 30 seconds of my life. So, um, I guess I'm just coming to terms with the abandonment issues. I guess I'm just coming to terms with what these things really mean because I want to have real connections with people. I don't want for everything to be so cosmetic. And I'm just being open with you guys here on that on the show. I want you guys to know what's going on in this dysfunctional noggin of mine. Well said. This week, I am at a four, Tyler. Whoa. You know what? I, I actually am not even doing that bad, but I feel like you should get a win here, Tyler. Depression is not a competition, but this but, week I won, baby! Yes! Ooh, look at those sweaty Swell. pits. You just put me to a five, Tyler. Gross. All right, Tyler, even though I don't want to be contained in any sort of a vessel with you, I need you to get in, Tyler. Get into this trolley, because hey. we're going on out to London, Tyler. You look like you're from London. <laughs> Tro trolleys can be fun. Absolutely. Be fun. Especially if you're on there with the bye guys. Tyler, we're going out here. We are going to have a little pomp. We have a little circumstance with your boy, Prince Andrew Tyler. Why is he my boy? I don't, you guys seem to be spending a lot of time together over the last two decades. Don't I'm know not him. really sure. Well, he liked me a lot more when I was younger. You guys are having all those <laughs> island vacations, Tyler. What do you know about what is going on with Prince Andrew? Pedophile, Ryan. Pedophile, Tyler. And you, so you don't know any of the new information that's come out. Well, I do know that he had his military titles revoked. They were apparently returned to the queen. Yes. And, and he is no longer uh, to go by uh, your highness. He no longer has that title, right. I believe. That's right. He, he has been demoted and significantly. At, at a pretty tough time. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, yeah. I could use a couple of those healthcare benefits to cover my anus from <laughs> shivering. Now, a judge in New York ruled this past week that a sexual abuse lawsuit against him can move forward. Good. Uh, you're pro. Uh, getting the lawsuit to go move forward? Absolutely. But Tyler, he's a prince. <laughs> it doesn't, well, I mean. Tyler. Less so now. <laughs> Tyler, you're not following your own information. But now, that, that was a different time. He, and Ryan is, of course, referencing Prince Charming going around kissing dead girls. It's not <laughs> rape because he's a prince and hey, he is the law of the land. Hey, Prince Charming, I necrophilia. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. What, just to catch everybody up, Prince Andrew, who is like the ninth kid of Queen Elizabeth, is that's salute. Deeply, deeply connected with one Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell mm -hmm. as uh, a kitty romper, Tyler. Oh yeah, there's a photo with him and his victim. In terms of uh, well, uh, when you say his victim, isn't there many victims? Yeah, allegedly. Well, I, but I'm just saying he's there in the photo with with uh, Ghislaine Maxwell in the background ah. with his armor. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure it's pronounced Jizz Lane. Sure, my fault. Now, 
here is where I think that we can loop it back into what this show is about. This person, who you're assuming has grown up their whole life in the lap of luxury, no pun intended, goes to what I think we can all agree with is the darkest place that you can go. Why do you think that is? I, and, and we talk about some incantation of this on almost every week's show. Mm-hmm. Why the most powerful all want the itty-bitty kitty committee. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we go to the deepest, darkest places, Tyler? Because we are humans, Ryan. Not and me. Speak for yourself. I'm a lizard person. And we, well, lizard people also want... I blink sideways. Want highs. We, we Our human bodies look for highs, whether mm. it be something as innocuous as our favorite meal or something as severe as heroin. Our bodies love highs. And when you become, when you enter this position of supreme power and you can do whatever you want the highs just aren't there anymore because yeah. you can do it there's there's no there's no challenge anymore sure. so i assume because these wealthy people apparently are attracted to children it's the last um bastion of danger the last bastion and it's the tippy whippy top yeah. of danger where no matter your riches no matter what you do unless you're roman polanski you can't come back from from child molestation if you get caught red-handed that's it you're well, done i believe that that is something that is just changing now i believe that there was plenty of time as we're seeing that you could molest children and get away with it and i think now with hashtag me too people are starting to have to pay the price for their behavior and those wheels are moving so slowly Mm -hmm. but it is i think just the evolution of people becoming less and less primal it is people starting to apply morals where they didn't you know where that never saw the light of the day before and it's great that us white males are getting our comeuppance tyler sure ted nugent sang a song called Jailbait where he talked about wanting to bang a 13-year-old. Well, listen, if anybody gave a shit about Ted Nugent, we'd go and cancel him, but (laughs) he's already paying his own price. Am I right? All right, Tyler. Ted Nugent, I think, would be a a viable candidate for this segment every single week, but are you ready for Douche of the Week, my friend? I am. I think Douche of the Week is pretty self-explanatory, but Tyler and I, who like to not talk shit about people on this show, find one person who stands out that we feel comfortable saying, hey, Prince Andrew, you're a douche. You're a douche. You're a douche, bro. And a pedophile. Yeah. So this week- And an idiot. (laughs) Okay. Now you get a little too personal, Tyler. And I don't like your hair. Did you you actually, uh, and we're getting off track, did you see the the interview that he gave back in 2019? Yeah. When all the allegations came up? I'd like to do something on a segment with that because it was a train wreck. We can review. Let's Mm -hmm. check that thing out. Maybe we'll turn that into a little bumper. Mm -hmm. Now, Ryan, for my Douche of the Week session 103, I pick Novak Djokovic, that piece of garbage. Oh, he's so charming, Tyler. Well, he was until I realized he was not just a COVID anti-vaxxer, but just an all-around anti-vaxxer. Uh, okay, go on. Do you want measles? That's how you get measles. <laughs> Do you like my new polio shirt? I shouldn't even have made time for that. We're cutting that out. It's terrible. <laughs> this past week, they were getting ready for the Australian Open, a huge tennis match that happens every year. He showed up to Australia for which they have very, very strong border laws. Because of the way that their country is so self-contained. They're an island. They have to be. And and I think a lot of things, much like down here in South Florida, uh, 
invasive species can Absolutely. go nuts over there. Absolutely. You know? and there, there are stories of that happening. Sure. He went to Australia after misrepresenting his vaccination status, after lying about his documentation, sure. and after lying to the country of Spain and going there while knowing that he was unvaxxed. Queen Isabel! And went uh, to an event while he was positive with COVID and took his mask off to take photos with people. Ah, uh, the Joker. Novak Djokovic, you're my douche of the week. But so what do you do if this is just something that you don't believe in? You suck it up and you just, I, I guess you jump through all the hoops then. You cannot be vaccinated, but follow the rules for people who aren't vaccinated. You have to accept the consequences for your actions. But again, this guy in such a self-contained sport, because tennis, it's not baseball, it's not basketball, it's you. You are your own entity, much like boxing. Yep. He is at the top of the food chain. So mm -hmm. I could imagine him having uh, many blindsides when it comes to not doing what Djokovic wants. Absolutely. And and Djokovic- He's probably a pedophile. Jo Whoa. Probably. I said, Whoa. I said probably. Allegedly. No, it's nobody's alleged that. <laughs> and the thing is, is that it's nice to see, even though it is a very small sample size, it's nice to see the rich and the famous not get special treatment. If it was you or me that went there and did all this shit, we would get arrested. Yeah, they'd make us do that Johnny Depp Amber Heard video, and we don't need that. <laughs> All right, Tyler. Now, and he has since been deported. He will not participate in the Australian. Come on this show and explain yourself, Djokovic. Now, this week, you went after somebody specific. I'm going for a more broader range. I'm going after somebody that is affecting all of our lives. Is okay? it a type of person or is it a specific person? You're just going to have to wait and find I'm out. so excited. I went to a taqueria over here, Tyler, a really great little place that serves local tacos. Tyler and I live very famously down in Miami. Sounds ethnic. It is delicioso, Tyler, yeah. filled to the brim with sabor. Now... I went over there. I ordered some steak chimichurri tacos. I was all fired up about it. I'd been thinking about it all day. Went and did a couple errands, went and picked it up, brought it back to the house. I say all of these things so I can say my douche of the week, Tyler. My douche of the week is corn tortillas. Corn tortillas are the worst thing that have ever happened to the Spanish populace since, uh, you know, the, the Great Inquisition. I Tyler. was going to say, the Inquisition? Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> there were at least some good points about the Inquisition. Corn tortillas. We can review. You don't even do your fucking job, you bland, flavorless piece of shit. They, they taste terrible. Yeah, have, but you, have you ever heard of flour? Flour tortillas don't really taste like anything, though. Uh, at least they don't take away from the taste. <laughs> Of the food. <laughs> then, once it's been sitting there in the chimichurri, I go to pick it up, it falls out the bottom. You don't even do your fucking <laughs> job, corn tortillas. You're lazy. You just lie around and do nothing all day. Corn tortillas, you're my douche of the week. What's the fucking point? It's sad. It's like wrapping your, ta your taco up in a used Kleenex. It's disgusting, and I hate you. Just so I'm clear, you used Prince- Fuck you, corn tortillas! You used pedophile Prince Andrew as an example for the segment. Also a douche. But, but then your actual 
example was corn tortillas. I don't agree with what Prince Andrew is doing, but corn tortillas are affecting so many more people's lives. This is societal. I, we're talking I understand about. the victims and what they have to go through, but oh, that's such you? a small segment of the population. Look, <laughs> I'm eating my freaking taco with my hands and a fork. I'm going to have to listen to Ryan. This is bullshit. I'm going to have to listen to edit Ryan complain about this yeah, as we go back I, I, through it. Everything I just said in the last two minutes is totally inappropriate. Let's take a break here. Let's take a breather and let's get rid of all of that. What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. you got to put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. Beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens, or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You can sign up and get the book for free, and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership, and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. There is an app called Be My Eyes where you get FaceTime calls from blind people all over the world and help them with whatever task they're doing. Absolutely. Okay, so what 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 happened when you got your call? You hate. So I said, hey, all right, now hold the Pull the envelope to the left a little bit. All right, pull the camera out. Come and, on, you stupid bitch. And then, and then and what are you, blind? <laughs> those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys, those guys. Red circle. Ew, gross. You cleared something up as we were walking out of the room here for our little break. I'm not talking about a hard corn tortilla, which can be great. Crumple it up. I mean, it's a little messy. You know what I mean? It's not easy, but delicious. I'm talking about a sad, white, flabby, pale corn tortilla, a soft corn tortilla that's just sad and gelatinous and terrible. When I thought you were talking about hard shell corn tortilla, I'm thinking that is a delicious option every once in a while. I'm a soft taco fan myself. A as am I. Yeah, but- uh, But I, I, I need flour power, Tyler. But, <laughs> but now that I understand what it is that you're referencing, yes, you're absolutely right. If I'm going soft taco, it has to be flour. A corn tortilla, soft shell, Fuck you. <laughs> All right, Tyler, you said that you have a top five list. Now, what is the origin story of this? How did this come to be? People love top fives, Ryan. Do you like top fives? I love top fives. I like top fives, too. They do that a lot on Lebitard, and uh, I find it to be, depending upon what the subject is, something I'm interested in. Well, I also realize the top fives, not only are they easy, I could pump these things out easy peasy, but... 
they're a great way to annoy people because everybody is going to disagree with your top five. And if you go to crack.com, they'll just do your work for you. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. But thankfully, I'm happy. Oh, and that's an easier option. I did this myself. Dumbass. Jeez. I'm never going to get those 60 seconds back. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ryan, are you ready for the first ever Tyler's top five? A little TT5, baby. Wow, that went pretty well. What is the top five list on? I think that's an important factor in all of this. Session 103, a list I don't think anyone can disagree with. Top five most overrated foods. Top five. Now, before we delve into this, I have to ask you, is this just going to be one of those things that's all set up to make me angry? No, 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 no. No, this is legitimately... Uh, number five is a bit goofy, but one through four, I genuinely mean it. Number one isn't going to be like Beatles, is it? Like just something to piss me off? No. Okay, just <laughs> no, making sure. No, this is a legitimate top five. I feel like, and I'm not going to do it because I feel like I'd be undercutting you. I think I could guess some of the items on this list, but please go ahead and continue. Give me the number five most overrated food, the wacky one. Five. Chicken, Ryan. Chicken. We get it. You taste like everything, yeah. and everything tastes like you. Yeah. We're all very impressed. I, I will tell you this. When it comes to meats, chicken is very low on my list. I eat it all the time. But it's convenient. I, I find it to be boring. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet potato. Oh, no. Sweet potato. It's it's good, but okay. Yeah, listen, you're a potato. You're a fry. Those avenues have been covered already. No. Do something new. No, you get to add... Cinnamon sugar, Tyler, and it's creamy and it's delicious. You're wrong about it. So this the one. best thing about sweet potato is the fact that you can add something else to it. Sure. Congratulations. Well, think about fish. <laughs> the best ones don't taste like it. How about that? That's true. <laughs> this is my list, Ryan. Number three, fish. <laughs> Number three, Ryan, popcorn. Fuck popcorn, mm. man. It's inconvenient. It gets butter all over my hands, and it just sucks as a treat. What about cheese popcorn? Oh, get the f- out of here. Caramel popcorn? No, I don't like caramel. Tyler, you're out of your mind. Upstairs right now, I have a Reese's kind of mix bag that has salty popcorn drizzled with with chocolate. It's incredible. Again, you're adding chocolate sure. to it. Of course, it's sure. delicious. Sure. Two. Number two. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> what the hell was that? Blue cheese. Uh, this yeah. one, the only reason. I would have guessed this one. The reason why it's not number one is because more than this being overrated, it's just a, a, a place in my heart that I hold hate. Blue cheese, I think, is one of the worst it's pun- things it's pungent. known to man. Yeah, I, I actually didn't like it as a youth, and now I do. Ugh. Let's hear what number one is, Tyler. One. Bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Yeah. Bacon. Okay, I get it. You like bacon. It's delicious. Bacon is pretty good. It's nice. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. It doesn't deserve this cult following. It is not a god. It comes from pig, and that's a shit animal. I believe that that is a mark. I believe that Edward Bernays, who I talked about many times on the show, I believe that he started that idea by taking the parts of the pig that nobody could sell and putting this marketing spin on it, much like avocados, much like mustaches for some reason. Mm -hmm. It has a cult following. I think you're right, and I happen to like bacon a lot, but I do understand what you're saying. And if you're going to eat bacon, this should be a hear ye, hear ye as I close out this TT5, you got to go undercooked. You got to get it nice and, and and like when you, like cartoon meat, like when you pull it and it stretches what, out, what, what you're the sa- best. What you're saying makes me want to vomit. The best. I like it so crispy that it like shatters in your mouth like a piece of Gross. glass. And Ryan, that is TT5. Great job, Tyler. Thank very, you. very good. I Thank like you. it. Nice little addition to the show. 
Uh, now, something that has been part of the show for such a very long time is the show talking about itself. The show is self-contained, and it is very narcissistic in nature. What's your take on that? It is self-serving, I believe, is what you're it going It certainly for. is. Yeah. Now, I think about this a lot. I wonder if by talking about myself, if by thinking about these science experiments that I run on my daily life, mm -hmm. if by speaking to that, I could give some people insight into their own struggles with themselves. I, maybe people would see some of themselves in me. Yeah. Is, is that a possibility? Well, I think it is. I think what you're just what you're describing is re being relatable where you make mistakes, you present it to others, and sure. people who have made mistakes like that or going through that specific thing can look at you and say, hey, there's somebody going through it. I think that was very well said. I think very often when you and I are so open on this show and we talk about things that most people don't, I think that's what we're going for. Is that is that am I deluding myself? No, or? no. I, we make it a point to explain to everybody that we're just a couple of schlubs. We're not. We're not chopping it up. We're not um, uh, experts. Yeah. No, forget perfect. We're not experts. We're not psychologists. We're not doctors. We're just two guys who have fucked up quite a lot. And if people can relate to that and learn from it, hell yeah, man. And and are attempting to grow through it. So nonetheless. Yes. Tell me if you can find any sort of purchase with this. There is, I, I tried to explain this to Nicole. She had no idea what I was talking about. There's a guy at my gym that I've been going to for about two years that we have never spoken a word to each other, but we just don't like each other. We, we mean mug each other. We're always staring. You know, it's just not a, a good vibe. It's like two alpha lions walking on each other. It's like, what's this motherfucker that's, about to do? That's what I was describing Ooh. to her. It's that animalistic Two alphas in the same place, and at the gym, you get a lot of that. Now okay? you got, yeah, lots of ego in the gym. Of course, obviously. of course. I, I think that, you know, there's a lot of people there with body dysmorphia and all those sort of things. Losers. Now, I'm wondering, here's how I'm going to not, uh, now, here's how I'm going to tie this all together. This has been going on for two years. As I said, I am a person who is trying to, for lack of a better term, die unto myself, lose that ego, get out of my own way because none of that stuff matters. This week, I introduced myself to him. Ah. I don't know what came over me, but in that moment, I just thought this, I was two feet away from him. He didn't have headphones in. We're literally like face to face. And I'm thinking, how small must I be to have these feelings of ill will about another human being who has never done a single thing to me? And I went and introduced myself and- Did he spit in your face? Just beat the God-loving mm. shit out of me, I Tyler. hope you've learned your I lesson. I mean, just whooped my ass, and I have. You deserved it. Uh, thanks a lot, Miami, for teaching me all that I need to know, like the rules of the jungle time. <laughs> Never leaving my comfort zone ever again. You know what's very funny about it? He was almost immediately apologetic, biggest smile on his face, and he was like, you know, I, I, I would have introduced myself a long time ago, but you're always in such a zone. I didn't want to bother you. Just all these things, it immediately melted away in just a second. And it was such a small thing to do and really made me feel like, wow, look at you, bro. You're doing some big things. Good so, for you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Good and, for you. And I hope by explaining that on the show, people understand where I'm coming from. Let's let's cut all those unnecessary little tensions out of our life that mean nothing, really, only drag us down. So now when I see this guy, give him the head nod, what's going on? And I go on about my day. Very nice. I uh, I struggle with that a little bit. There is that, that feeling of ego when I lock eyes with another guy. 
uh, who's going to break eye contact first. Exactly. And it's like, who gives a shit? Who? <laughs> who cares? Who gives a shit? <laughs> Let's get rid of that stuff. Let's declutter our brains so that we can start enjoying a more pure life because that doesn't help anybody. Let's do a segment that we've been doing for a long time, Tyler. Let's do Weekend Review. <laughs> Week in review is where Tyler and I, who are bloviating gas bags, we go back, we look at the things that we said on the last two shows, and we find out where we write. Tyler, last week I said that Robocop was a metaphor. Was I right? Yes. Yeah. yeah I was, and I'd heard this a million times, and this is really what I like about this show, is where I go back and I look up something that I've heard a bunch or something that interests me. The director... Paul Verhoeven, hmm. in an interview in 2010, referred to RoboCop as the American Jesus, Tyler. Whoa. A resurrected man, a quest for justice, a confrontation with those who betrayed him. Installed machine parts. RoboCop mm -hmm. is American Jesus. Hmm. That's it. Wait, Be Jesus wasn't American? Uh, it, if you're Mormon, then it, from what it, I know it, of Jesus, it gets, I believe he lived in Georgia. He if was I'm not mistaken. White American Ryan. Tyler. Also last week, I said, do people actually die in threes? Do they? Sure. No, 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 oh. no, no, I mean, no, they, no, they do. Technically. Please, and no. I also found that. <laughs> I, we don't, Tyler, we don't, I didn't say anything. We don't reference the noises. <laughs> Uh, what they did reference in this article that I looked up was the thing that I was trying to remember on air. In 2009, Ed McMahon died on June 23rd. Farrah Fawcett died on June 25th. And Michael Jackson died a few hours later. That mm. was the one that immediately stuck out to me. Perhaps the most famous concept of people dying in threes. What's your take on that? I mean, depending on what definition you're going by, I think you can always find that people die in threes, but you can also find that people die in 56s, you you're, know? You're exactly right. I think what it is, and to pull it back into the range of what this show likes to talk about, is human beings are so naturally inclined to see patterns that they'll find them even when there are none. The way that we see human faces in different things mm -hmm. because our brains are primed to find order in just mass confusion. Yeah, it's like I can hear my name being whispered at all times. Tyler. Now, and also, we're very uncomfortable as a species of dealing with randomness. Yeah, absolutely. Our brains need order. Ryan, last week, I talked about you should not use air dryers in public restrooms. Was I right? Yeah. They are a breathing ground for disgusting stuff. All the fecal matter in the air lands on these surfaces, and when you turn the hairdryer on, it shoots other people's poop out at you. Well, here's the deal. In, in, when you're worried about the fecal matter being blown throughout the bathroom, what I do, I just put my mouth right on it. That way, I'm only affected. It's like COVID. You're, you're, you're not trying to take care of yourself. You're protecting everybody else. And on that note, don't use the air dryer, the hand dryers in public restrooms. With your hands. Yeah, no, nah, don't use them. Tyler, last week, I just kind of wandered out loud. Does doggy style make your butt bigger? Mm. No, 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 it, no, no, no. To be specific, no, you claimed please, that doggy style no. anal makes your butt bigger. No, no, no. I did not claim that anal makes your butt bigger. I was just talking about uh, people having sex with you from behind. You know, dealer's choice. And uh, not true. Also, I looked up fentanyl. Is it scary as fuck? Fentanyl? 
Yeah. I'm, I'm not good at reading stuff, Tyler. I started going through it because you said that it has become such a huge cause of death in America and the world it's over. It's terrifying. It is absolutely terrifying. terrifying. Can't we just do drugs like regular people? <laughs> Why, I, now I'm terrified to do drugs, Tyler. This is not America. I oh. thought we could do drugs in peace. What sort of world am I living in where I have to be scared to do a little bit of drugs? We got it. We got the knockoff phones. We got the no, knockoff equipment. Now we got the knockoff drugs. Can I not have anything enjoyable in life? And that is we can review. It's ridiculous. It is time for one of my favorite segments, What the Fuck? Oh, love that. Ryan really loves the music that he made specifically. I just, it, it's a vibe, bro. <laughs> it's a vibe and I love it. And it's got me written all over mm. it. All right, Ryan, for this week's What the Fuck, let's just get started, get into it right away. NFTs, Ryan. First, I want to say thank you to Mitchell Clark over at The Verge for dumbing this article down. Thanks, Mitch. For dumbing this down in his article enough for me to understand so I can hopefully help you to understand. Let's go. Yeah, because it's all super confusing and you're mining data from the internet and who put it there in the first place. I don't understand any of it. Well, that's cryptocurrency, which you're describing, which is also I, I don't want any of that. Get that out of my life. <laughs> now, do you know what NFT stands for, Ryan? Non-fungible token? Nailed it. Yeah, I don't know what that word means, though. Neither did I. Fungible is basically something that is not necessarily one of a kind, but the Mona Lisa is fungible. If you get a copy of the Mona Lisa and I trade it for the, for the original, they may look the same, but the original is obviously more valuable. I've it is non-fungible. Uh, okay, I like, understand Like a dollar bill. If you and I trade dollar bills, you and I come out the exact same amount at the end. Okay. With a copy of Starry Night like you have, trading for the original, they may look the same. They are not worth the same. So it is a non-fungible token, which means that it is the top of the food chain as far as being valuable. Absolutely. Okay, That's got, it. Okay, got it. Baseball cards that are super specific, that may have an error, non-fungible. Sure. Now, having said that, Ryan, I'm sure you've heard of the artist Grimes, right? Sure. Is that uh, Elon Musk's uh, X. baby mommy? Yep, the the X. Sure. Here's the issue, Ryan. This is a song, a demo released by Grimes. Sure. Called Death of the Old. Grimes, please don't sue us. I don't know if I'm allowed to play this or not. Okay, I'm into it. This demo, less than 60 seconds, sold for $390,000. I, I don't understand, bro. I, it's, I don't understand money. It's a made-up freaking thing, and we could just call it whatever we want. We say that this right here is worth a million dollars. Sure. Okay. I'm with it. Here's, Economy doesn't exist. $390,000 somebody paid to own this. And look, he, we got it right here. Here's the issue, yeah. Ryan. You just heard it saw $390,000 worth. Yeah. The same amount as the owner. You just got your fill. Audience, 
Let's split the difference and uh, let's call it an even 195 since most of you can only hear this. Everybody send in $5. Why, but why spend that amount when a free copy is just as good? When you're talking about artwork, the original is the original. This is the same thing as the original. Yeah, well, damn you digital copies. And it reminds me a lot of that that lost Wu-Tang album. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That the, the pharmacy bro ended up with? Fucking Screlly. Uh, so Ryan, NFTs. What the fuck? I don't know, man. You got to talk to, uh, you know, the people at the top of that food chain because I am not part of it. <laughs> Apparently, people are hoping that it's going to be the next type of art, fine art collecting. Oh, bullshit, Ryan. Ryan, for our next what the fuck. Lawyers who do their own commercials. Guys, and it's always men. You're lawyers. I'm not sure if this is some weird pissing contest within your profession, but no one should be vying for the title of who can give the most mechanical performance and who has the deadest eyes. You're running a business, yes? Then make the right decision and do what's best for sales. Here's a couple tips free of charge. Hire, quite literally, anyone that doesn't look like they forgot how to smile 20 years ago to take your place and I promise sales will rise. Also, I, a hypothetical axe murderer, do not want to go to someone that looks like they themselves axe murder. Take your thousand yard stare, turn it to the computer and find local actors near you. Lots of starving actors out there, guys. You're welcome. Ryan, lawyers who insist on doing their own commercials. What the fuck? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I mean, you're, you're, you're selling yourself. So even if you're not the most fun yourself sucks guys, uh, well, I don't know. I usually, it doesn't, uh, the profession of being a lawyer doesn't attract stand-up comedians. I would agree with that. Tyler. Have you been in an accident? I think I know exactly who you're talking about. And, Cole Rubenstein. And if we're thinking of the same person, the guy looks like a kid in his dad's suit. It's just like he's swimming in it and it just feels so unprofessional. It is ridiculous. Sure. And finally, Ryan. Yo. <laughs> me, me never owning a dog in my life. What the fuck? Because I'm already cleaning up your shit, Tyler. And that I'm not joke can only another works animal times. into this house. We're not allowed to have a dog, Tyler. It's not my decision. It's the owner of the house. Be a man. I won't. Uh, I won't. And and uh, you know the thing is with the dog, Tyler. Takes a lot of responsibility. And I'm here to give that responsibility and that love. Ryan, that's what the fuck. Could we could we not bring our dirty laundry onto the show? Great job, Tyler, except for that last that's thing. That's literally what the show is all about. You did great this week, Tyler. Things have been a little bit upside down, but I think we hit it out of the park. Great job. Tell the Haitian Army how they can get in touch with us. Haitian Army, make sure you guys go to thoseguysyouhate.com and click on all the links and subscribe and like and all that stuff. Yes, right. And just to close this loop, because on the last mini session where Tyler and I, you know, pull out of the shtick, we pull the shtick out, and we actually just have a conversation on this last one. The guys, that time the guys did good, we talked about the raffle that Tyler and I did. I have accumulated the total of all of the money that we are putting to this children's crisis center that's being built for kids down here. And Tyler and I are going to be donating with all of your help and support $1,111. And I'm really proud of how this thing went. And if you're out there and you sent in 10 bucks, if you sent in 20 bucks, thank you so much. It's the beginning 
of something that Tyler and I are hoping to make a huge part of this show. And we did, I mean, I feel great about what we did. So please forgive me for that moment of being honest. Yeah. I mean, you covered it all. So uh, you're welcome children who are going to get the help that they need. And uh, we will be calling in our favors that you owe us very soon. Yeah. I hope you're okay with killing people because sure, there are sure. going to be some big favors that we call sure. in. Um, yeah. And so thank you to everybody. And the next time we uh, do this, it's going to be even bigger and better. And, and uh, thank you again to all those people who are going to participate. Tyler. We're going to make you. What is the moral of the story this week, buddy? Ryan, the moral of the story is how we speak to ourselves. This is your weekly reminder to be on the lookout for that voice in your head and how it speaks to you. You're not a loser. You're not an idiot. You made a mistake and you're good. And whenever that voice pops up, all you got to do is put your hand up and say, no, thank you. Well, I think a big part of that is just recognizing it. I think so many of us are in the habit of talking to ourselves in a way that we would never talk to someone else that we don't even notice it coming and going. And that's, that's heartbreaking because we love you pieces of shit. We really do. Oh, I'm supposed to ask you? What, it, if you don't mind. It, it, unless you have somewhere to be. Is that how it works? Uh, Ryan, what is the moral of the story? I don't believe that true research has gone into whether or not doggy style will make your butt bigger. If you think about it, something counting, uh, you know, fat deposits sooner or later would change the way that that fat is dispersed. I don't think that's unreasonable. I think that we need to start putting some money into this. FEMA, I don't know if you guys know. How about some boots on the ground journalism? I fell off my bike and I broke my FEMA. Um, Tyler and I are going to look into this. Um, no, we're, we're not. We're going to look deep into this. No, we're not. And we're going to get back to you. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. Red circle it. So as you're going for the old cooch smooch. Cooch smooch. You put a piece of plastic. You put uh, some sort of a something stopping your mouth from touching said cooch. What's the purpose of that? I thought the whole point of getting a mouth near cooch was, unless you're a gynecologist, to eat that sucker out. Well, depending on how strictly you follow the Hippocratic Oath. (laughs) I do not. I Uh, I think that what it is is uh, to stop the transmission of sexually transmitted diseases, Tyler. Studs. Let's roll them dice. What the? F- I mean, condoms who? Tyler. Condoms who? What's up? Are we double red circled? Double red circled. All right, awesome. We're good to go. Awesome. Uh, this is going to be a weird one, buddy. This is going to be a weird one. I am all out of sorts. I just want to be honest right now. I can already feel myself going into show mode, and I don't want that to some degree. You're already there. I, I, no, but I, I don't. I'm all out of sorts, and that's because it is January 16th. Mm-hmm. We are about to go celebrate Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Good old COVID got us. Got us, brother. It uh, it got the family. And now, so we're here. Everything has been rushed. I, I don't want to complain to the audience. I'm just out of sorts. That's it. I just want everybody to know. Yes. Yes. But we're back this week with our zany observations, our narky observations are observant observations and here's yeah. something that happened to me this week okay 
Nicole, let her play Grand Theft Auto. You know, she's watched me play for a, quite some time now. Let her play. Let her loose. I think you could really learn something about people when they play Grand Theft Auto. Was it frustrating to watch her? Not at all. Oh, I, okay. I, I actually had a little bit too much to drink, so I was just kind of shoving food in my face behind her. <laughs> I was, I was just sad. Really. At least you were behind her. You oh. know, at least, at least you weren't face to face with Listen her. Listen to me. I've learned from living with you for a long time. Don't ever get in between somebody and their video games because mm. you might catch a. A, a controller to the dome, Tyler. One of those bullets will become real. That's Let's exactly just say right. that. In rubber. So, just really, the only observant observation that I had about that was she followed all of the traffic laws. She sat in a left turn lane until the light turned green. You're doing it wrong. I don't understand what part of grand or theft the auto you get. This I, isn't you're, communist you're, Venezuela yeah. anymore. You can drive in your video games. Ooh, chunk, you can drive chunky. in your video games however you wish. So that's one observation. And what I will tell you, and this is just coming to me now. That's a big red flag. Way more terrifying than if she had shot up a mall. You that's know what, what I'm I mean? expecting. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The fact that you're trying not to get caught even in the video game world. What's going on? Let's see the skeletons. Also, she's been trying to meditate with me more. Okay. She's been trying to meditate with me more, which I think is awesome. I think it's great for any relationship. Not real. Romantic, what, relationships? Tyler? Yeah, no, romance, I, I relationships, it's all fake, it's all a lie, <laughs> I can, love isn't real, Ryan. I can see you putting it into practice to make it so, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Be the change you want to see in the world, Ryan. So, very often, these relationships that you run into in your life are little mirrors for you that show you what's going on in your head. So, as we're sitting down, one of my favorite things to meditate to is running water with like birds chirping in the background. It's an eight hour video. I've listened to it so many times just over and over and over again. It's my favorite. So as we're sitting down, I say to her, listen, while we're sitting down and doing this, pay attention to the birds. Do you think they're live or do you think that's just a loop that's running the whole time? Hmm. I, let's see if that, if we could figure it out. And she's like, I don't want to figure that out. And I thought, neither do I, I don't, that's, too bad. It, I don't want to figure it out either, but let's go. This that's, is that's where my brain went. It's like you're doing the exact opposite of what meditation is supposed to be for, even though it's not real. And it made me open up my internal eye and go, man, you are fucked up, bro. <laughs> it's not a matter of fucked up. Are you up. okay? Stop it. It's is not a matter right? of fucked up. So, and then when somebody makes you look at yourself in that term, I did. I broke up with her. I'm like, get the fuck out of my house. Tyler. About time. Yeah. Can, can you raise my headphones a, a, a smooch? A cooch smooch. Cooch smooch. Now, the question is, is that too loud? I think I'm okay. <laughs> oh, perfect. The fucking princess in the pea over here. Okay. That one was too warm. Now, and finally, Tyler, that and this one, one too cold. This one isn't too bad. So I don't want your Pavlovian response to kick in too hard. But. Well, thankfully, I got this feeling out of the way because I saw the email come sure. in that NCAP said, don't open. Right, and this is where I send something uh, to Tyler that is usually of video nature, something that he needs to see. Now, do you remember, before you open it up, do you remember when we talked about DTF refrigerating? And I said, yes. do are these guys in on the joke? Is it, you said, is it down to freeze, which I love. Down to freeze really, is good. Really stuck with me. So I, I ran into a little bit more of that as well. I just want you to check out this advertisement. Tell me, is this hurting or helping this business. And this is something that you have seen. Sure, it's a screenshot. Gotcha. Go ahead and describe it to the audio listeners. 
What do you think about that? Because it struck it's, me. It says it's a YouTube uh, video and below it with the, uh, the, the obligatory ad. That's sure. how they make their money. Sure. Uh, it's a company called The Buy Guys. <laughs> B-U-Y-G-U-Y-S. And it's two gentlemen, one in uh, individual photos. Sure. One looking smart, yeah. holding cash. Wicked smart. Wicked smart. And then in the other one is a handyman holding a holding a hammer. And, and they're called The Buy Guys. Two, two, uh, two cartoons. And just the name The Buy Guys. And I will say, I hope I'm not offending anyone here. We'll delve deeper into that as the show goes on because I have some questions about my own thoughts but don't those cartoons look a little uh little gay a little right no 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 th- they I look s- like they could be gay sometimes they're both twinks so that's for damn sure can you be bi in a twink of course huh absolutely how about I, it's i, I don't you mean gotta to, expand your mind right and anus <laughs> i don't mean to be so close-minded i no, just okay. never consider that and here's why and then we'll move on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm fixated on the bye, guys. I, I bet you are. Doug. <laughs> Stop licking your computer, please. The schnozberries taste like <laughs> schnozberries. I think of somebody as being a twink as being very gay. Am I off in that? No, you, they come in all shapes and sizes and flavors. So and then what does twink mean? It's, I, the, it's the size of the person. Oh, twink is small so yeah. and, and hairless, whereas otters are twinks with hair. Sleek and hairy. <laughs> Aerodynamic. <laughs> okay. Hey, Ryan Menendez says, good on you. I love it. I love it. I think it's utterly amazing. Uh, and I don't even mind. I just, I didn't know. I'm learning. Yeah, I'm I mean, learning as we go the on. Two, the two gentlemen that I am looking at, because they are gentlemen, they are um, a little on the feminine side. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and along with the bi guys, it's not B-I, it's B-U-I. Mm-hmm. Uh, along with the bi guys, well, just caught my attention. That's like all. That's all. Yeah. I, I, and I... But maybe we could make it into content. I don't know what they're selling, but I want to buy. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> that they are um, helping their business. Well, and, and just so everybody out there in the advertising analytics listening to this, Tyler and I are both in on Buy Guys, okay? <laughs> Chop that up. Do whatever you want with it. Let's do the show.